Not major breaking news. We have Donald Trump, obviously, um, facing potential indictment, the fourth one of its kind for January 6th with uh, the, the special prosecutor there, Jack Smith. <laughs> we have uh, some some patriots that were indicted in Michigan pertaining to this specifically of sending false electors to um, to the, the state. And uh, that's going to be a very interesting thing. I'll comment on that here in just a little bit. Um, but if you are new here to the Red Pill Project or the Daily Dose podcast and you're curious what we do, uh, well, we help you understand and navigate the Great Awakening versus the Great Reset and bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. We have an impeccable track record of tracking the narrative and understanding what is happening in the world and bringing about predictive analysis to kind of understand what potentially could happen next and that accuracy lies within those realms uh, something that we talked about many many years ago was what is known as the firestorm event <clears throat> coined uh, the term coined by myself pertaining to the systematic collapse of the united states of america trying to take it down politically economically and socially and how does that happen well it happens first with the infiltration of your social your cultural your institutional your academic and your political um, domains of society. From there, they act as the foundation for everything else, and that begins to collapse and crumble your supply chain and your infrastructure, especially when you have um, non-detected cyber attacks that are systematically taking them out. We just talked about this the other day. Uh, the Dow Jones plant in Louisiana, which blew up last year, we had over 192 food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities that started on fire. Um, this year alone, we've had about six to the 10 manufacturing and factory fires in the United States. Last year, we had about 30 oil and gas refineries that blew up unexpectedly. These are all various different attacks on our supply chain that are occurring. Right now as well, we have a sweltering heat wave that is occurring in the south of the United States. Um, this is 100% going to affect agriculture. This is going to affect livestock. Uh, which means that rising beef prices and so forth are going to increase here in the fall time frame. And so then on the other side of the house, that goes in the supply chain and infrastructure. We have the pending potential infrastructure attack on the United States of America that I said we could maybe see in the next three months um, because all the warning signs are absolutely there. September is usually that time frame when they do uh, these types of events. And so, oh, you know, be ready, be prepared. Potentially these things could happen and they could happen relatively fast. <clears throat> and this is why we urge everybody out there to join the social red pill and communicate with other patriots on how they are preparing for what is coming. Socialredpill.com if you want to check it out um, and, and prepare. And typically uh, every once in a while, we'll do a Sunday where we do kind of like a preparation planning meeting. We'll talk about various different things, gardening, homesteading, canning, whatever it might be. Yeah, there's a lot, we actually have a lot of impressive people in the Red Pill family who've yeah. prepped a hundred times better than I have, and I think it's important for people to get together because it's inspirational and we all need to push each other to do the best. I think the infrastructure is incredibly vulnerable, and I expect any day to wake up out of bed and to see a cyber attack yeah. focused on just that. I just that's my feeling. I think it's going to start with that, really. I, I, I do, too. I think we're going to wake up and it's going to be some slow moving computer virus that's ransomware locking things out globally. And it's going to spread. It's going to take us out. It's going to take everybody out. You're going to have to download a piece of software under your computer in order to unlock it. That's going to come from the government. And that's going maybe, to be yeah. the end of Internet freedom from that point on forth. Uh, or maybe what's going to happen is it's going to spread throughout the Internet and they're going to call for an Internet kill switch because the only reason that it's able to spread and stay alive is because it's connected to the Internet. And that if they switch the Internet over to a new Internet that they've been building, then it'll all go away. It will be something of that nature where they can control information, control the Internet, something like yeah. that. Or just turn all the lights off, turn the Internet off, and when you bring it back up, do it however you want. Yeah, when you bring it back up, facial recognition, you know, biometrics are going to be needed to log oh, into the internet. Uh, and so we have the 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 infrastructure and um, collapse of the supply chain, and this leads to global economic collapse and the eventuality of World War III. Now, the question is: is does World War III happen before or after? 
that is a, a big one that we really don't know the answer to. But right now, preparations are being made for war throughout the world. And if you look at the troop positioning of what's happening, U.S. troop movements moving into Europe, moving into Poland, F-16s uh, being deployed into Europe theater, into the uh, Persian Gulf. Um, it, you understand that there's something big that is building up right now in the sense of the war drums. And this most likely is because that Russia has absolutely decimated Ukraine and NATO's proxy war, basically demolishing every single asset that the U.S. gave Ukraine and you know, killing hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians in the process to where they have to recruit 14 and 15-year-old teenagers right now into their military. Um, yeah, and end game's coming for this very, very soon in around August, mid-August time frame. And so NATO is going to want to implement Article 5 at some point. And once they are, implement Article 5 at some point, typically what's going to happen is they're going to want to try to take out Vladimir Putin. Now, strategically, this is very, very interesting on the timing. And I want to talk about the timing of all of this for a second. Okay. Vince. If you were a leader of a country that knew that there was a pending military action coming against you, that someone mm -hmm. wanted to coup you and take you out of power, mm -hmm. and you knew that there were certain things that you could do that uh, that could end this war, but also instigate a larger war, or if you knew their plan specifically of how they were going to act or interact, um, how would you get around? the level of Western economic sanctions, like you already did once before, that are potentially coming. And if you had a various allies that were within your economic alliance, what would you do specifically with that economic alliance to separate yourself from the West? Oh, I'm guessing you're maybe referring to uh, the BRICS nations alliance and like the gold standard or the gold, a gold backed currencies That's or it. even a unified currency. Now, now the BRICS nations are saying there's no, we, we haven't put anything out about this, but even Janet Yellen's talking about it, that the BRICS nations are going to be introducing a potentially a gold-backed digital currency around mid-August. Now, what's interesting about that time frame, we had the Wagner Group from Projushin over there in Belarus, and they said that they're going to be fully functional and operational by August 10th. Now, that's 100 kilometers from Kiev. We have this bridge that was just blown up the other day. Russia says they're going to retaliate. So what's really going on here? What you're seeing, and at the same time, Joe Biden well, moves 3,000 troops into Poland. Yeah, well, Russia Russia kind of has retaliated. The port of Odessa has been getting yeah, ran, I mean, yeah, was, bombed like crazy. So some are saying that's the retaliation, but it's... Well, the retaliation is going to be an end-all, and this is what I think is actually going to happen, and I'm going to explain potentially why this is going to be the case scenario. Like a, like a checkmate move or what? A checkmate move by Russia that could prompt Article 5 from NATO, and this is why we're seeing all of this movement right now. And when you were asking me the question of what would you do kind of in this scenario, I was thinking, uh, of course, of the answer I said, but also that I'd be planning... I'd be positioning myself for counterattacks to an attack or a coup or, or anything like that, or strike first and have them counterattack, you know? Okay. Yes. But I, we have to look at it more in an expansive scenario here. Babaloo! Thank you so much. Babaloo. We have to look at it more of an expansive scenario here because there's multi dynamics that play into this. So what do we know, right? Down the list of world war three. What do we know? Uh, massive troop movements into the European and the Persian Gulf theater. Iran is Russia's largest and biggest ally along with Syria. Okay, those are reachable within the Persian Gulf. Iran is a formidable force in the Persian Gulf specifically. Okay, so U.S. Navy has destroyed a, uh, a destroyer group to that area. That will include a U.S. aircraft carrier carrying F-16s or F-18s, as well as F-16s and various other planes have deployed to that region. We know F-16s are deploying wow. to Ukraine that Joe Biden said he was going to give to Ukraine. We know that that's almost yeah. impossible. It's going to take a year and a half for their pilots to even learn how to fly those things. Um, so most likely that's going to be piloted by uh, 
American pilots. We have cluster bombs, which is the red line. F-16s and cluster bombs are the red line that Russia said do not cross. And this is where this gets interesting. So on the BRICS side, Russia and the BRICS nations, along with China, and China said specifically, they put up this today, we urge Russia not to take out any critical infrastructure within Ukraine. Why would they say that? Because they know what's coming next. This is the scenario yeah. that well, I think is going to happen here. Okay. <clears throat> okay. We have the majority of the central banks around the world pulling their gold back into their countries. Right. That potentially happens right before some type of global conflict is about to break out to where your fear of losing your gold reserves. We know that that's happening. We have the BRICS nations introducing their new global reserve currency that's going to basically make up 26% of the global GDP that will potentially be backed upon gold. That's two indications that gold is going to skyrocket around this time in August. By the way, the BRICS nations are 72% of the global population, and they take up about 63% of the global trade. Okay, So this is critical in the sense of supply chain, um, allocation, resource management of how the BRICS nations basically can produce their own embargoes by non-trading with Western nations in the advent of an outbreak of World War III if we have the largest of the BRICS nations – Russia, Iran's not a BRICS nation, but basically is Russia, China, Venezuela. Not only that, as we become a multi-domain battlefield theater, we know that Russia is cooperating with Venezuela. Russian warships have been in Venezuela, as well as Honduras, as well as Cuba. And Mexico wants to join BRICS. So if a world war does break out, we could even see that action moving into the United States in Canas. Because of those strategic alliances with the BRICS Economic Alliance and Russia. Okay, so here's why I see this happening specifically around August, September timeframe. You have the Wagner Group that is in Belarus, and they are positioned uh, a few hundred kilometers away from Kiev. They said that they're amassing new troops, they're training Belarus troops, and they're getting ready to launch a counteroffensive. Now, where is the most likely place, geolocation, that they're going to launch a counteroffensive? Well, what did China say? Please do not take out Ukrainian critical infrastructure. Where is the most critical infrastructure in Ukraine? Key. Where? I Key. guess. Key. I guess so. So Russia, we had the, the fake out coup from what, uh, foreign services that happened right there. Yeah. Rogushin, uh Obviously, du- betrayed them, double-crossed them. But here's the key fact to remember about this. It was about members of the Russian military basically not wanting to side with Putin. That Putin had his own private military and will do what he wants. And that the Russian military had no constraints on that authority. Now, Shogu and all these other guys, they're still in place. So obviously they jumped in line. But the Russian military for at least the last three to six months had been basically starving off supplies that were well-funded through Putin's channels to the Wagner group, okay? And this also, then you had the targeting of Western proxy forces on the Wagner movements in Ukraine, which basically put uh, uh, Progushin in a very, very awkward situation because he can't recruit, he can't hire, he can't get people in. Now that he's in Belarus, he's getting new people to flow in. He's training the Belarusian army, and they're getting ready for a potential seize on Kiev. Well, why is that important? Because three months ago, the Russian military came out and said that we could take out Ukraine, its whole leadership, in less than 12 hours. All we have to do is march on Kiev. Okay? Putin did not want to do this. He kept on saying, this is a special military operation. We're only staying in the Donbass. The military leaders had been pushing for that specifically. Now, we have the failed coup attempt. We have Wagner going to Belarus. We have those military generals who were detained in their home and all of a sudden are back in their position. What happened? They all compromised. Most likely what's said is Shogu and all these other guys said, Putin, we will we will use the military against it. You have to let us go. Let's make a compromise. Let's end this war once and for all. Well, how do you end this war once and for all? Well, number one thing that you're going to do is you're going to go in there and you're going to take Zelensky out. You're going to have Zelensky arrested for war crimes. You're going to go in there. You're going to take the head of the snake out in Kiev 
Ukraine. How do you do that? You need a dual positioning force strength. You coming in from the east, you're coming in from the north, you have Wagner and Belarusian troops come in and seize Kiev. At the same time, critical infrastructure and various other military tactical points are being taken over by Russian special forces and Russian troop movements moving into the country. Okay? This is what they're planning. But before they do that, they have to know that them, their allies, and their financial allies are not going to have interruptions within the supply chain, interruptions with the global economics. So they have to introduce a new global reserve currency that's backed upon gold because the price of gold is going to stabilize the new global reserve currency. And then yeah. the U.S. and Western nations cannot implement sanctions on anybody, Belarus, Iran, anybody who helps them because they're within this trade circle. So we, and so what happens then? If Russia goes in and takes out Zelensky, the United States is going to react. NATO won't. NATO doesn't have the ability to because they're not a NATO member state. But the United States will retaliate because it is a United States considered ally. Even though there is no treaties, there is no negotiations, Congress has no approvals, they will absolutely retaliate. So this is one of the primary reasons for the troop movements into that region, as well as the weaponry movements, the M1 or the M4 Abram tanks, you have the F-16s that are moving in there, the cluster bombs. The cluster bombs are being sent there, not for Ukraine to use against Russia. They're being sent there, so it looks like we're sending the Ukraine, but we're really bringing them over there for ourselves to stop the progressive troop movement of Russian troops and special forces westward into Ukraine, taking out their critical infrastructure, at least seizing the critical infrastructure to basically take out the Ukrainian regime. This is what is being set up right now in the global scenario. What happens then? Russia goes in, takes out Kiev, takes out Zelensky, arrests him, says, hey, we want him to try to the international court. He's arrested. They, they let him go to the United States. You have a uh, you have a basically another coup that just occurred in Ukraine. Russia um, pro Russian agents now come in, take back over Ukraine. Russia gets all the information about Western corruption that's happened through Ukraine over the last two decades, and this gets out in the international community, and they look at it as endgame for the United States of America. But the United States, as well as Western allies, can't allow this to happen. So you're seeing some type of kinetic conflict that comes as a result of this situation where the end game scenario becomes in. Now, is this going to get nuclear? I highly doubt it. I think that this is going to be the United States, small little kinetic skirmishes. It's going to be a lot of talk and rhetoric on the mainstream media, in the international community, through NATO and through the UN. Uh, through the UN. I think NATO is going to stand down. NATO wants nothing to do with a global war. I think that it'll be basically systematic between the United States and Russia. And I think it will lead to some treaty negotiation by mid-November. But what's going to happen is there's going to be massive damage to the global economy. And if you have some type of false flag event, like a cyber attack within that time frame, a tactical nuke attack within that time frame, that's going to exasperate, exasperate the whole situation and well, cause NATO to get in. Because you yeah. got to remember. U.S. wants NATO in there. They want NATO to fight this war because they have the home, uh, the home grounds there within Europe. So you could see a potential false flag that affects European nations and Western nations to draw the other NATO nations in. Once NATO oh, yeah. gets involved, that's when we extend this into a global war. That's when Iran starts strategic strikes on U.S. carrier groups in the Persian Gulf and in the in the. Um, uh, in the various other, the Med and so forth, that's when China potentially gets involved and makes a move on Taiwan around that same time because the United States can't fight a dual-fronted war. It would be very, very strategic for Russia at that time that the U.S. gets involved on a, a kinetic uh, incursion or a kinetic skirmish within Ukraine for Iran to basically make a move on the U.S. in the Persian Gulf because now you have a dual-fronted war. This basically is the distraction that opens the way for China to go in there and start taking back Taiwan kinetically, actually non-kinetically if they wanted to, or at least even do an embargo within the South China Sea over Taiwan uh, and so forth. So we have a very, very delicate situation militaristically that is being developed right now that could basically within the next six months take us into World War III. Now, I don't like talking about timeframes. But who was Joe Biden meeting with today? 
Uh, I don't know. Who did he meet with? The leader of Israel, the president of Israel. Really? At the White House. Ooh. Okay. Why is Israel important in this? Well, Israel was the one that rose the Wagner flag at the time that Progushin was actually walking to Moscow. They took it down after he backed down and left. Why? Because the Mossad was directly involved in that incident. Uh, I, Israel has came out and vowed to wipe Iran off the face of the earth if they come yeah. close to developing nuclear weapons. Just three months ago, they were weeks away from refining uranium and getting this to basically bomb-grade uranium to where they could utilize it. They're most likely already there in the sense of the development of the bomb. It's just there has been no testing of these specific bombs to where Israel has international jurisdiction to go in there and do anything. They don't, they'll never have that, but they'll have international kind of authority through, okay, Israel, you're right, go ahead and go do it. So at the same time, we could see Iran and Israel conflict ramping up. The U.S. now allies, and you got to remember this. This was the point, okay? What has the Ukraine war done to the United States armament over oh, the last year and a half? It's whittled it down. Whittled it down to nothing, okay? Thirty-seven percent of our submarines are non-operational, non-functional. Okay, so if we have a U.S.-Russian incursion in Ukraine, going to happen. Then Iran and Israel go at it, and China and Taiwan go at it. The United States is fighting a tri-fronted war. Yeah, luckily, I don't think they'll really need the Navy for the war in Ukraine, so they could utilize that. The Navy comes into play in the Persian Gulf. The Navy comes to play in the South China Sea, but the Navy also comes to play in the Black Sea in the sense against Russia. So you will see naval battles. Uh, if this does occur, you'll see naval warfare actually occur, and that's some crazy shit that I, I don't know. ever be a part of. But what you're going to see most likely occur is a tri-fronted war from these mm. various nations against the United States to where NATO will involvement will have to be, uh, will have to come. And if the NATO involvement does come, Basically, what will happen is the U.S. will ease off of the European theater, yeah. let the NATO nations take in there. Russia will absolutely decimate them. Okay, the U.S. will yeah. focus its attention on basically retaining back, I um, not Iran, but specifically Taiwan. Why? Because e every three of these, by the way, okay, you have the Black Sea, yeah. you have the Straits right. of Hormuz, and then you have the Straits of Taiwan. Could these they the really get into the Black Sea? These are the three major trade channels. Gosh. Well, so it will hold on. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's uh, the one. What's that one river right there? There is a way to get in. Yeah, there's the Black Sea, but there's also that other um, uh, big waterway right there by Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. Um, that leads to a major trade route. Like but, north of it? Yeah, south of it. South? But so, oh. Yeah, but so what we have is three major trade routes for Marmara? Europe, Asia, and Africa and in uh, the United States occurring at this time, and this would be the three major battlefronts of this war, which means that any imports into the United States at that point in time cease yeah. immediately. Imports from any other countries? Yeah. Or the warring countries? Specifically China. Mm, that would be bad. That would be really bad. And so, guys, this, this is what my... This is my best guess at what's happening right now in the sense of analysis. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. We don't need this, but um, I think that there's a high, I think there's a 60 to 70% probability that this is the type of scenario that you're going to see unfold over the next six months. I like your take. I haven't heard that yet. I haven't heard anything like it. I yep. like it. Huh? Um, wow. Yep. So guys, Get ready, get prepared, water, food. I mean, you have Don, Dan Bongino yesterday. Yeah. Guys, guys get water, get, 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 get your supplies, get your guns and ammo, right? Something's about to happen. Then at the home front, and you got to remember, this is the firestorm. Everything happens sequentially, okay? Yeah. What do you think happens if Donald Trump is arrested for this January 6th stuff? People are going to write his name in and vote for him. Nope. Here, here's the problem. The 14th Amendment st states if that if you're convicted of insurrection, you cannot run for president. So 
if they indict him, arraign him, even though he's not convicted, they set his trial date till after the presidential election. That will, that will have to stop him from running. They will fight legally to make it stop him from running. It doesn't matter the outcome of the case. So what happens then? If they arrest Trump for the January 6th stuff, guess what happens, Vince? What? It becomes revolutionary times. Basically, be, yeah. Basically, I mean, civil war is breaking Because they've, they've essentially stopped Trump at that point. They basically, there you go. It be, it becomes civil war at that point. In time. Okay? So at, at all of this stuff, other stuff's happening. You have global supply chain halting, which means the global economy halts, which means that you're going to have global economic collapse. You have the massive, immense de-dollarization that occurs immediately at this point in time that kinetic war breaks out between the U.S. and Russia and the introduction of the BRICS nation's global reserve currency backed upon gold. Okay, de-dollarization happens almost immediately after that because all these other countries become dependent upon those BRICS nations for supply chain. You gotta remember, 63% of all global trade comes from these countries. 72% of the global population is within those countries. So what happens if war happens between the BRICS nations and the Western nations? That supply chain halts. Uh, uh, the Straits of Hormuz, the Straits of Taiwan. This is 86% of all global trade goes through those two channels. Okay? The dollar will collapse immediately dependent upon that type of interaction if global trade stops. Global trade stops, global economic collapse happens. At the same time that you have what Dan Bongino was talking about yesterday, is you have some type of cyber attack where electricity goes out, now you have a multi-fronted warfare domain that is occurring and that is consistent with the firestorm that we have been seeing. Okay? So what did, what did we hear last weekend? We had General Michael Flynn come out and say a black swan event is most likely going to happen. Colonel McGregor, two people who came from U.S. military intelligence, one of them is the top spy in the United States military, the Defense Intelligence Agency head. Both of them just came out who have incredibly great sources and have direct connections to Donald Trump and came out and said, black swan, false flag, black swan. It's going to happen. Expect it. Dan Bongino. Expect something big to happen. When people of that stature are saying this shit, you better open up your eyes. You better open up your ears. You better listen to me when I say, get your shit ready. Non-perishables, canned goods, my Patriot Supply, whatever you do. Ammo, guns, have a way to defend and protect yourself. Gold and silver, getgoldtoday.com. Gold and silver. And they're like, oh, Josh, you're so doom and gloom. You know what? Fuck it. I really don't care. You telling me a different scenario that's unfolding right now. And don't give me this shit. Trump's in control and military is the only way and all this shit. And I say that because it's not going to happen. None of that even makes any sense constitutionally, legally, logically, especially with everything that we've seen happen. It's true. You are the only way. You are the one key part of this whole thing that can stand in its way if you unite with everybody else standing in its way. It's going to happen. Like I've said before, nothing can stop what's going to happen. Okay? Nothing can stop what's coming. But here's the thing. Is you can be the resolution, solution, to the chaos as it ensues. Do not get caught up in the petty politics, into the rhetoric. If you have Antifa that is marching in the street of your major city, don't travel 30 miles armed to the teeth to go fight them. Protect your own, protect your towns, protect your community, protect your home. Survive the initial onslaught. Be there to rebuild, to construct with ideas of how to pick up the pieces after the chaos. And in the meantime, get rid of these evil sons of a bitches that brought this all about. What they're expecting is they're expecting you, me, and everybody else to be gone during after all this is said and done. That's what they're expecting. And I guarantee you there are plans at some level, okay, 
at some level to come in and start taking out various different people in the middle of the night when the electricity is down. We've talked about this. If the electricity, the electric grid is down for three to six months, you can expect people to be raided, taken oh, in the man. middle of the night, and never seen again. Okay? Yep. And I'll tell you right now, is if the if the electric grid goes out and I hear flashbangs at five in the morning at my neighbor's house, you want to know what I'm doing? What? I'm not going to say it on here because okay. I'll probably get arrested for it. But I'm going to go help my neighbor. Out this video, this is an interview of uh, Post Malone on TikTok. Uh, this conspiracy guy's playing it, but this guy says Post Malone knows something that we don't, and he's talking about essentially what you're talking about. Let's watch it. According to the CIA, the total amount of broad money is $80 trillion. And cash was $2 trillion. Trillion So $1.9 trillion is actual cash, and all the rest of it is just bull. It doesn't exist. There's not a vault you can go Imagine in like a Imagine we're at war with a country, and then they have the best yeah. hackers yeah. or whatever. I, I, this is all hypothetical. But you're, you go to swipe your card, and it doesn't work. And then everybody in America goes to swipe their card, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. work. <gasps> Whenever the credit cards fail. Whenever you're... Cards fail whenever your banks fail and you can't use your fucking card anymore. You have three days to get out of where you are because that's when they're coming for you. That's the big move. That's checkmate right there. And they think they have you. But move out to the country, get your scraps, stand up for yourself, build a tower, build a long road to where you can see them coming. Don't give up. Got a point. And, and guess what gets implemented this Friday? Poof. What? And now. Oh, that's right. So, so how would they make sure that credit cards don't work anywhere in the world? Control the system? I don't know. Yeah. Everything has to transact through FedNow. Well, hey, M Michael, I, and by the way, Michael, I wasn't talking about you, but... Uh, uh, don't underestimate what Trump and the military has on these scumbags. Trump card will be played. They have crossed many lines in the sand. Drip, drip. I, I agree. I believe Trump has a card. That's why he's still alive. Okay? That's what the Mar-a-Lago raid was about. Okay? Uh, but he's not in control of the military or anything else. So the FedNow system is getting implemented this Friday. 65 regional, uh, 65 banks uh, that are underneath financial institutions and so forth get integrated almost immediately. And it's going to be a, a kind of a very, very fast progressive process to get everybody else implemented into the system, which means that if what Post Malone was talking about right there is if we wake up one day and the credit cards don't work all of a sudden, oh, our problems with the Fed now systems, my, my fault. Oh, we can't revert back to the old system. And he's right. You got three days and I wouldn't even tell you you got three days. Listen, guys, if you have a black swan event come, EMP, massive solar flare, tidal wave to the East Coast, nuclear war, um, cyber attack that takes out half of America's grid and infrastructure and supply chain, a global war, these types of things, these types of black swan events, global economic collapse, martial law will be declared and troops remove in 12 hours before you even knew about it. Okay. If troops were moving 12 hours before you even knew about it, you have less than six hours to get where you need to go, okay? If, that's if you are using the interstates. You have about 12 hours to get, 12 to 24 hours to use regular main highways, especially if you're in rural neighborhoods. If you want to get to a, a far off place in land, public land, wherever you're going, okay? But I'm telling you, when one of these events happen, military movements happened hours before you ever learned about it. That's the way they plan these things. Okay. Next thing you know, martial law is being declared. Everything is on lockdown. People are being sent home from work. Global economic collapse is inbound. And then people's homes are getting raided. I wouldn't recommend being at anywhere your registered address is at. I would recommend being going down to the American Legion and joining with American Legion or the Veterans of Foreign Wars post and meeting with all the other veterans who are meeting up there going, you guys ready? <laughs> because that's where people are going to meet. They're going to meet at the local bar down the street. Give me a drink. Well, it's martial law. Try me. That's where people are going to be meeting. Okay. So 
play this other video. This is Australia coming to a US near you. Technology such as facial recognition cameras, license plate readers, smart lights, smart poles, smart cars, smart neighborhoods, smart homes, and smart appliances all connected to wireless networks and communicating with each other. So what's wrong with that? Technology is good, isn't it? All this is for your safety, security, and convenience, isn't it? Well, let me tell you, your streets are spying on you, your mobile phone is spying on you, your cities are spying on you, and the infrastructure for future lockdowns is being put into place right now. Don't be fooled. You're being set up to be tracked through your movements and through the future of your digital wallets. By handing over your data, you're handing over the ability to monitor your behaviour, which will soon be turned into a social credit score. And once the central bank digital currencies are in place, you won't get to spend your money without approval. Digital ID will soon become a reality in Australia. Many other countries are already rolling these systems out, countries like Canada, Scotland and many others. Eventually, you won't be able to access any government or public services and you won't be able to travel across borders or access healthcare or the internet without a digital ID. Think you won't comply? I think you will. The last two years were the dress rehearsal and we fell for it hook, line and sinker. Australians are sleepwalking into this technocratic future. And while we're sitting around, scratching our chins, trying to work out whether this is really happening, Australia is drifting towards a dystopian digital future. Inbound. But how do you, how do you implement that on such a large scale? You have to take out all the old infrastructure first. How do you make everything smart city, smart town, smart road, smart building, smart home? smart car. You got to get rid of all the old shit first. How do you get rid of all the old shit? The same way they did it in World War One. the same way they did it in World War Two. same way they did it throughout the whole entire Great Depression. People sold off everything they had. And what happened? They pr brought those scraps in. FDR came in with a socialist program, pumped money into private businesses. They developed all new stuff. I, I fucking hate being and I hope that we're wrong. I really hope we're wrong. But don't leave me if I'm wrong. Come on. Okay. <laughs> so President Trump announces he's a target of a garbage January 6th investigation. before the grand jury. Races for imminent indictment by the Biden regime and Jack Smith. Nobody knows for sure what type of charges Donald Trump is going to be charged with. But like I said, if they move forth with this indictment, you will absolutely see MAGA rising up and saying, not no. happening, dude. Not going on. You guys just took it a little too far. But guess what? They're desperate. I've said this over and over and time and time again. They cannot stop this guy. And what did they do? They gave him the warnings. 42nd anniversary of Martin or of, of, of Ronald Reagan's assassination attempt was the last first indictment. The first arraignment was on the 55th anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination. That was a warning. If you go all the way to the November election and somehow you succeed, we are going to take you out. And since then, they have brought the hammer down on Donald Trump. And what's he doing? His poll numbers increase. He skyrockets yep. in the polls. There is nobody in the Republican Party who can touch this man. Now, let me ask you this. If they could steal elections the way they did in 2020, which they did, do you think they would be as afraid as this man as they are right now? Good point. The question is no. They wouldn't give a shit, just like they didn't give a shit in 2020. They just perpetuated the COVID narrative. They stopped him in his track with Congress and they stole the election, but they didn't try to stop him with indictments. Well, they tried the impeachment stuff, but they didn't try this type of stuff. The reason they're going after him right now is because hundreds of counties throughout the United States have basically gotten rid of machine ballots. They have all went the paper ballots. The Supreme Court in tons of different states, including Pennsylvania, who just found 650,000 illegitimate ballots, said that the Secretary of State does not have that authority. Uh, Arizona, Secretary of State does not have that authority. Georgia, Secretary of State does not have that authority. Only Congress can change those rules again next time. They let it slide for 2020, which means that 
you have a completely different scenario where the Democrats most likely can't cheat as well as Donald Trump and the Republicans said, we're going to ballot harvest if they're ballot harvesting. Guess what they're going to do? That's going to cause them to win because the ballot harvesting was the methodology that allowed for all these fast uh, false ballots to come in. And if Donald Trump and Republicans are doing that now, the numbers won't match up when the Democrats do it. They can't cheat and win this next time around. Yeah. They have to legal. take them out before. Right. And so this is why we're potentially not going to have an election in 2024. And this is why they need to stop Donald Trump before 2024. Because we're in a completely dynamic situation globally. Democrat Michigan Attorney General Dana Nassell criminally charges 16 dueling Trump electors in the 2020 uh, election case. The average age of these electors is 70 years old, and they're all facing potentially 90 plus years in prison. Uh, Counts of commit forgery, 14-year felony. Two counts of forgery, 14-year felony. One count of conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing, 14-year Felony, one count of uttering publishing, 14-year felony, one count of conspiracy to commit election law forgery, five-year felony, and two counts of election law forgery, a five-year felony. Now, I said that if these people take this to trial, I can't wait to, I can't wait for the discovery because the discovery of that trial is going to be absolutely epic because all these people have to show is that Michigan cheated. And there's actually substantial evidence in Michigan. If you remember the sheriff in the county that was going after the old folks' homes and so forth, it's there. And so the discovery of that trial could work against them. So we're going to see how that unfolds. Uh, GOP uniparty senators threaten to leave and become a Democrat, of course. This is, uh, this is Romney, Mikowski. These people are nothing more than freaking traitors. Uh, we're running out of time here, so I'm just going to whip through this stuff here. Uh, non-human intelligence. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer proposes stunning new UFO legislation. Uh, bipartisan legislation with five other se- uh, senators introduced extraordinary legislation on July 13th suggesting that the U.S. government or private contractors may secretly possess recovered UFOs and biological evidence of living or deceased non-human Intelligence. Non-human intelligence is defined as any sentient, intelligent, non-human life form, regardless of nature, ultimate origin, which may be presumed responsible for UFOs. So what does this mean? Well, here, here's a little hint for you. Tim Burchett introduced a bill into oh, actually an amendment into the National Defense Authorization Act. This amendment is a report of unknown objects in flight. This is basically the release tons of documents that the government's been hiding pertaining to UFOs. The intelligence community just blocked this amendment in the NDAA. Why? If it's all fake, if it's all bullshit, why are they blocking it? Okay? Now, here's the thing. I have a problem with this because this is a congressman. Only Congress can produce laws. The constitutionality of those laws is dependent upon with the Supreme Court. This is a system of checks and balances. The executive branch gets its review when it gets to the president if it passes through both houses. That's when the intelligence community, which falls underneath Joe Biden, has the ability to review. They cannot come into committee and say, eh, that's not happening. But they just did here. This is the way it goes. But they should not have that ability is what I'm trying to say. So this is really interesting. Um, The intelligence community is blocking this stuff out. Alara, uh, a friend of ours, a friend of David Whitehead, so forth, she went through this specifically, this executive order. And basically, this executive order is absolutely admitting that extraterrestrials are 100% real. They don't know if they're extraterrestrial, interdimensional, or what, but whatever it is, these things are being flown by non-human entities. Uh, Some interesting information today, newly unearthed information about the presidential football reveals details of emergency planning at the highest levels of government. Specifically, a set of highly secret emergency action plans kept inside the closely guarded football that traveled with the president at all times and that could give the federal government sweeping emergency powers were doubtful, uh, had doubtful legality, badly out of date, and even illegal. According to the top government officials whose views are uh, memorialized in declassified records posted today by the National Security Archive. What they're talking about there is what's uh, sorry, Vince, go ahead. Oh, I'm just it sounds like they have a guide to tyranny inside the nuclear yep. football. 
Yeah, what, what they're talking about this is presidential emergency action documents, which are reviewed basically every five years by an incoming president. And any president can have a formal review of these P's and add into them anything that he says specifically. Uh, they denied access to the majority of Senate and Congress on these da- documents, as well as judicial review. Few congressmen have ever seen that. Specifically, they came out of the more, uh, War Powers Acts of the 1950s in pertinence to nuclear warfare and devolution of government, or continuity of gun, continu- yeah, continuity of government in the event of a nuclear explosion. But I guess there's other things in there as well. Now, those documents specifically, I don't know what they're pushing for, but it's interesting that they bring those documents up right now. Okay. Why are they bringing up the nuclear football and the presidential emergency action documents, which are basically mass cataclysm type of documents? If the government, if the government has to devolve and there's continuity of government plans in progress because of uh, imminent nuclear threat, because of a global cyber attack, because of global financial collapse, because World War III breaks out, why are they bringing that up right now? It all fits into the same piece of puzzle. It's all interrelated, guys. Okay. What is the Russian military doing? I've already explained this one. This is with, uh, uh, basically, it was a gateway pundit review of everything that was going on with Progrosian, Progrosian, thank you, Progrosian, and Wagner and the Russian military. They are setting it up like a T, and they agree with me at the uh, um, the gateway pundit. Biden admin clears F-35s and F-16s to CENTCOM and warning to Iran inching closer to the war. There we go, F-35s, F-16s to the Persian Gulf, F-18s going in there on the fighter carrier wings. Uh, we have F-16s moving into the European theater, as well as from the Persian Gulf, F-16s, F-35s have the ability to enter that European theater if needed, as well as have strategic positioning on Russia from the Persian Gulf in that area as well. The National Defense Authorization Act has a uh, an amendment in there that is talking about what is called the... Uh, the Permanent Authorization of Undetectable Firearms Act of 1988, um, calling for that to be implemented within the National Defense Authorization Act. Basically, what that says is if you cannot detect your firearm as broken down away from stock and so forth as a firearm through a metal detector, an x-ray machine, or any type of screening process, it becomes illegal. Well, here's the key. Americans have the inherent right in America to build any weapon that you choose. Did you know, Vince, you could go home right now and just start milling some weapons and nope. they're your guns? I do know that. And I yeah. could do it if I wanted. You can go out there and you can mill yourself a fully automatic weapon. Doesn't matter. Okay? That's your weapon. You built it. You created it. You can't purchase those weapons without certain or sell licenses them. and permits. Or sell them. Which, Correct. Yeah. What does this do? This basically me- makes any of those types of guns illegal, as well as composite weapons, which are becoming very, very big right now. Sons of guns, they slip yep. it in. That's right, slipped it in. Uh, we already talked about that. We already talked about that. Uh, talked about that. Yep, Odessa is being absolutely pounded right now. Um, yeah. So 13 nations agree to engineer global famine by destroying agriculture and saying that producing food is bad for the planet. Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Burkina Faso, Chile, Czech Republic, Ecuador, Germany, Panama, Peru, Spain, and the United States and Uruguay. Uh, Under the guise of reducing methane emissions, 13 nations have signed a pledge to engineer global famine by gutting agricultural production and shutting down farms. Why is this important? Because this is the same thing that happened in in Europe, the Netherlands, Germany, Italy. This is why the farmers were protesting. This is why the governments went in with imminent domain to take away their farmland because they didn't want to basically go in there and comply with the nitrogen emissions. Now the United States, Uruguay, Brazil, Australia, this is where the global food supply comes from. They've all said, oh, we're going to sign on to this. What that means is that the farmers are going to have the last laugh. All right. Guys, that's all we have for you today. That was a lot. I want to give a shout out to everybody who helped support us here. Qtara celebrated a 16-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Qtara. Babaloo! Supporter Plus Plus on Rumble. $50. We will win. We have God on our side. Stay strong, Patriots. Thank you so much, Babaloo. Enlightened Science donated one ice cream. Enlightened Science, one lemon. Thank you so much, Enlightened Science. RMUAFC2 gifted a cookie. Thank you, gentlemen, for everything you do. 
for us, Josh and Vince. Thank you so much, RMU AFC 2. Can't wait to meet you next week at the camping trip. Uh, Sonia SQ Quinn on Rumble, $20. As always, I appreciate it. Everything both uh, both of you do to keep us informed, ready, and prepped. Really going to miss y'all when the internet goes down. Not sure I will log back in uh, with force measures. We'll be right back up as fast as possible as we can get in there. Thank you so much, Sonia and everybody else on there. Guys, thank you so much for that. If you want, you can go on over to Rumble. You type in AMP, A-M-P, space, news. You click on the the video that is going live tonight. It's going to be me and Matt Presti talking about the secrets of light. Uh, Walter Russell, that starts in about 30 minutes from now. Uh, No, Nate, we are absolutely not fucked. This is everything that we've been preparing for and everything we've been getting ready for. This is the storm. It is here. It is come. And we have been prepared for it and ready for it for a very, very time if you're new here please subscribe to where you're at whether it's d live pilled rumble uh if you're watching the red pill project watch it on cloud hub wherever it is please go ahead and subscribe uh it also head on over to redpills.tv that's our primary website subscribe over there stay up to date there's ways to sponsor us over there we have our list of sponsors you can click that link and see dr mark sherwood my pillow use that promo code rpp getgoldtoday.com if you want to get into gold and silver guys gold and silver i'm telling you gold next month is going to shoot up in price gold and silver getgoldtoday.com dr kirk elliott open an ira from starting new transfer an old ira 401ks 403bs whatever it is give dr kirk elliott's team a call they don't get back to you within two days. If you don't hear back from after initial call, you let me know. I will get them in contact with you. They are being slammed right now, but you need to get in and get your gold and silver if you want it. Uh, if you want to help us out and donate to the Red Pill Project, go on over to redpills.tv. You can go to our cash app. You can go to our Give, Send, Go campaign. All of those right there. If you want to just scan that QR code, that's our Give, Send, Go campaign right there. Uh, really easy. And uh, let me see here. Uh, yep, that's our Give, Send, Go campaign right there, right at the bottom. Give, Send, Go campaign. So it's, it's redpills.tv slash go. Really easy. That's how you can help support us. Here's Cash App right there if you want to support us with Cash App. That's redpills.tv slash Cash App. Really easy domain names. And crypto right there, redpills.tv slash send crypto. Guys, that's all the time we have for you tonight. I got to get ready for another show right after this. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Thank you, Vince, for joining me tonight. Guys, have a great night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign, and it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.